This week on The Pour Over, Dill and Joe chop it up about episodes 3 and 4 of Master of None Season 2. They discuss religion and date night. We welcome back Dev's parents, and Dev continues his search for true love. Hello friends, and welcome to The Pour Over Podcast, hosted by myself, Joe, and Dill. Each week we bring you, bring you our thoughts on a certain episode of a TV show, and most importantly, chit-chat about the very thing so many of us depend on each morning, coffee. Today, we're picking up with Master of None Season 2. It follows the life of Dev, who perceivably broke it off with Rachel and traveled to Italy at the end of Season 1 to become a pasta maker. The second season holds an approval rating of 100% on Rotten Tomatoes and builds on what made Season 1 so good, with newer characters, or new characters, and surprising twists. Yeah. But, uh, before we get into all that, let's catch up with the Pour Over Boys. Mm-hmm. Hey, bro. What's up, man? Hey, what's up? How have you been this week? Pretty good, pretty good, I would say. How about you? Mm-hmm, not bad, not bad. It's good to be back in the studio again. Mm-hmm, that's right. You, uh, you yeah. have any good coffee experiences this week? New pickups? Uh, I got my pickups from like two weeks ago when I was at the Cincinnati Coffee Fest. Oh, yeah. oh man, you, so you, you're I, still working through all that coffee. Yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. Um, I worked through one bag, so I had two Ethiopian coffees. One was a natural and one was a washed. So I finished the washed, and then now I'm on the natural. Um, it's good, man. It's hitting. Yeah? You feel like you can tell the yeah. difference pretty distinctly? Uh, yeah, I think so. And then this roaster, Seven Hills, they, um, you know, their their beans are very oily. Mm. So when I opened the bag, it was, it was um, very visibly oily. Interesting. Is it roasted yeah. darker? I think it is. Yeah. Okay. It looked a little darker, and then when I smelt it, there was almost like a fermented, like alcoholy smell. Ooh, maybe that natural process. And uh, maybe. Yeah. yeah. Does that come out in the brew at all? It did. Yeah, yeah, it did. Um, although for this one, I was kind of being uh, not a true coffee snob. I was <laughs> mixing the the natural with the washed because Ooh. I I didn't have a whole lot of the washed left, so I just threw in a little bit of the other bag. Okay, I have to, I've done that before. <laughs> I'm sure some would say that's an unforgivable sin. Oh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, when you got extra, you got extra. I mean, you you know, I'm not trying to make like a three fourths cup. Yeah, that's right. Yeah. Anyhow, uh, what about you, man? How has your coffee been this week? Yeah, I think last time we talked, I I said I had got my um, second shipment from Misto Box, and mm. I got a I got that bean from Ceremony Coffee Roasters. Okay, um, yeah, that Guatemala um, bean. And then also, I had a friend, uh, so Ceremonies from Maryland, Maryland, mm-hmm. and uh, I had a friend <laughs> go visit Maryland and actually went to their coffee shop and bought a oh, bag wow. of beans there for me. I, I, I don't know if I mm-hmm. said this last time or not, uh, but so now I have two bags of Ceremony coffee. Oh, shoot. You got yeah. them with you? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, this one is a seasonal blend. Okay. It's called Antithesis. I wow. don't know what that means. Like, why is called that? <laughs> There's no explanation on the bag at all. Yeah, it's uh. Oh, you're showing me the bag right now on video. It's, it's oh a yeah. Very, oh, that's a nice looking little bag. Yeah, very clean. Yeah. Um, 
And like last episode, I said they categorize their flavor profiles into colors. And mm-hmm. so like this Guatemala oh. is that pink and this is it's pink, on yeah. the bag, you know, the the sticker. And this is this antithesis is a black, I think. Ooh, that's like a slate gray or something. Yeah, yeah. So this one is the dark roast. And so it's pretty okay. different from the Guatemala. Um, and, you know, their taste notes are dark, dark chocolate, molasses, and creamy also. Because um, the oh, Guatemala like also word. had creamy, which is an interesting yeah. thing. But, yeah, so it's it's interesting. I've actually been experimenting a little bit with different brew methods since mm. I have the different beans. Like, you know, the, the Guatemala is like a light to medium roast. And then okay. this is a dark um, so I, I made that antithesis in a French press. Okay. It's actually really good. That was the first time when I had it. I like brewed a bunch in the French press and, and I would say it was very smooth, not like mm-hmm. overly roasty, you know, cause sometimes the dark roast can like be kind of burnt. Kinda. Yeah. 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 But it's good. It's smooth. I would say. Nice. And the Guatemala, I've been, I've been brewing it on the Chemex. Mm-hmm. So, and that's been working mm. really well. I, I've enjoyed it a lot. I nice. think it uh, gives it a really nice finish. Um, mm. Yeah, I, like I brewed it a couple of times on the V60, and it's just it's not the same. For some mm. reason, I, I the Chemex, I think, is better for this bean. Hmm, interesting. Does it um, taste lighter, like, with the Chemex? Yeah, I I, I would say it, ha- it just feels like it has more depth. Oh, okay. Um, I don't know if that's because... It is like lighter in body, so like it's not as muddled or something. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. Muddied by, not to say V60s, you know, super not filtered or anything, but um, yeah, I feel like the Camex is able just to bring out more, a little bit. You get that hit of that vanilla taste note, but also, yeah, yeah, I think the finish is just very pleasant and it kind of lingers nice. with you for a little bit. Hmm. Yeah, so I was, I was a little surprised since the V60 is my go-to all the time. Um, it makes me wonder, like, ah, what some of my past brews, if I would have used yeah. them on the Chemex or like something else, what that would have been like. Um, yeah, so like, it's, it's what, the, good. what the potential could have been. Yeah, so I think the experimentation is a good thing. Mm. Okay, that's our seed of knowledge for the day. That's right. You guys, experimentation is good. Yeah. The coffee seed of knowledge. <laughs> that, you know, parlays a little bit into the Master Nun episode with religion. Mm. And we'll get to that, you know. Um, but uh, any other coffee news, man? Uh, not, not a ton. I, I did take a quick trip um, out of town. And um, long story short, I visited a new coffee shop in San Antonio, okay. Texas. It's uh, it's called Press, which okay, is also okay. what Press is called in Dayton, but yeah, yeah. No, no relation, I'm pretty sure. Um, but yeah, it's, it's, I just kind of stopped by, got a drip. I didn't really stay too long, but it's kind of like if you imagine a greenhouse like attached to a house or something, um, mm. it's like they built a coffee shop in there. And so oh, like, wow. I would say more than 50% of the building is just windows. Oh wow! Um, so I yeah, like it's that. super bright in there. Um, is 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 a cool space, hmm. and um, the drip was a little expensive. I think it was like three dollars or something. Okay, um, you know it's not, not super like expensive. Fifty cents more. Yeah, two fifty. I think is, is yeah, kind of yeah, yeah. my, my what I'm used to. 
But, um, I mean, for the drip, it was good. I, I was driving, so I didn't get to, like, stay. I just kind of got a drip, picked it up, and went. Yeah. But it was a cool, seemed like a cool shop. Um, like to visit new places whenever I'm in a new town, so. Right. Well, um, I, you know, I was wondering if you're going to say, um, what's it, uh, Indy. There's a coffee shop in San Antonio called Indy, I-N-D-Y, okay. or I think it could be I-N-D-Y. But uh, my friend uh, opened that shop. Oh, shoot. Uh, yeah, actually, I don't even know why I didn't bring it up before. But yeah, it's like, we, we talk Henry about coffee Xi. on here all the time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, my friend, is a, a he's, he was a business major. He graduated, got his MBA, and then he opened up this coffee shop in San Antonio. Wow. Uh, and I'm just now connecting the dots here, but I should definitely reach out to him um, to see if I can get a little VIP pass or something. Yeah, man, that'd be really dope. <laughs> cool cool well i guess we uh move on to the master of none discussion for this week uh i feel like you know, we had a little bit going on with the coffee this week you know we just have more more bean options than we usually do I yeah guess. it's more bean news mm-hmm. but yeah and you know moving on like we said at the top of the show right now we're talking season two of master of none and uh just a mm-hmm. quick kind of overview of the show and the season uh season two takes place in Italy and New York, follows the life of Dev. He traveled to Italy when he broke it off with Rachel at the end of season one. In Italy, he meets Francesca, an equally charming, whimsical love interest. But then he returns to New York and continues his career in the showbiz and also his search for true love. Mm-hmm. And it's very relevant for our two episodes this week. Yes. Uh, but starting with episode two. Or uh, three. Uh, or three, you are correct. Yeah, Episode yeah. three. Um, yeah, back in New York, he Dev gets a visit from ob- observant Muslim relatives. It puts him in a tricky position. And he also introduces his cousin to a forbidden pleasure, pork. <laughs> so, yeah, yeah we talk about religion right now. Episode three. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, what did you think about this episode? Yeah, I um I, I really liked it. I thought it was definitely one of the more introspective and like, you know, relatable slash like personal stories mm-hmm. that I think uh Aziz weaves into this um series. Um so yeah, I thought it was it was definitely a nice like reintroduction to like parents mm-hmm. and like um, what's the other one with like the elderly people mm-hmm. and like, you know, just like once again, bringing in some of that heartfeltness, some of that realness. Um, and so, yeah, I thought it was, I thought it was good. That was good. I w- looked online and saw that the reactions were actually a little mixed. Oh, really? Uh, yeah. Uh, like some people said it was like very inaccurate and like, mm. you know, especially with very um, pious and like religious families like it's not always that easy sure like especially for you know towards the end of the episode we, re- we realize that his dad is like a little bit empathetic more empathetic to dev's kind of quandary mm. and so he's like kind of relating to dev uh, which you know we can get into that stuff later but um yeah like it just you know people online had a lot of criticisms of it as well mm, interesting but uh yeah. What did you think about this episode? Yeah, I enjoyed it. I thought it was pretty good storytelling. I think there's mm-hmm. a lot of different things that they 
showed and kind of accomplished like yeah i mean overall like the whole religion like basically like a generational difference a cultural difference mm-hmm. and they kind of showed that and i feel like in general like the intros and maybe even the outros of the episodes oh, are like getting yeah. better mm-hmm. like, i feel like they're just like they, they've always been pretty relevant pretty good and i just think they just continue to build on that like the intro for this one just shows like a bunch of kids basically being taken to whatever like religious gathering that their family's yeah, in. Yeah. Like it's all there's a bunch of different religions and stuff that they show. All the kids are basically like, I don't wanna go, mom, I don't wanna go, dad, you know, I hate whatever. Mm-hmm. Um and I, I think that was a nice intro to the episode because I think yeah. it's like it's, it just highlights this thing that for a lot of people like their parents are really into, but then as mm-hmm. kids they're kind of forced to do that. Yeah. Um, and yeah, I think that kind of touches on all those family relationships, and yeah, I I like it's like a little bit of teenage rebellion or something. Yeah, like when Deb and his cousin go like go to the barbecue fest and stuff. So that, yeah, that, that's yeah. pretty funny. So yeah, I think it kind of covers pork, a lot of stuff. Fest. And you know, the more right. that Deb's parents are in the show, I think the more I like that. So mm. yeah, yeah, yeah. I um I, I like that too. And, you know, the, the whole, like, you know, bad acting comes up again, <laughs> like, with Dev's parents and then yeah. his cousin, too. Like, um, just kind of awkward. Yeah. A little too eager, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. Going back to what you said about the beginning and the ending of this episode, I thought that was really nice. Like, it kind of mm-hmm. sandwiched the middle portion of the episode where like in the beginning it was like very very much like stereotypical scenes you'd expect to see mm-hmm. if you're like you know peering into a child's interaction with their parents who are trying to instill like this religion on them mm-hmm. but then like the end is like kind of this more i i want to say authentic and like less stereotypical view where like it's really like kind of how your family creates their own version of that religion and like mm-hmm kind of like everyone kind of takes a little bit different, like a different approach with it. Like you can we kind of see that Dev's dad actually is not quite as pious as his, as his mom. Yeah. And that like, they're actually pretty relatable. Um, yeah. And then, you know, in the end when we see Dev open up the Quran and read it and kind of interpret it in a different way. Mm. So I thought it was cool how they kind of like left it a little bit open-ended. Like that was kind of nice to me. Yeah, I I appreciated like in general I appreciate Dev's relationship with his parents and I think it touches on something really real like you were saying, you know, I think occasionally, you know, when Dev can just sit down and talk to his dad, you know, I think it just becomes really authentic. I mean, he's actually talking to his dad like Aziz is talking to his dad, but um mm-hmm. kind of the topics they cover and stuff, I think is very real and like his dad is just explaining because you know jumping around a little bit but like why Dev's mom is so like offended and just mad when Mm -hmm. when Dev was like "Uh, you know what I'm not gonna put on this fake facade like this facade that I'm so religious when I'm really not um Mm -hmm. and then yeah his dad kind of goes into this whole explanation like you know this when you act like this, it makes us feel like we failed you as parents, you know, because it's just right, so right. important to how they were raised and all of that. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, man, Dev's dad, so real. Uh, <laughs> at the same time, I'm like, oh, is this real conversation, like, relatable? 
Like, mm. is this a thing that would actually happen? Like, I think and stereotypically, maybe not. Um. So yeah, maybe you mean like, you mean like uh, that a, that a, that a parent would actually have like a conversation like that instead of like forcing it down their throats. Yeah, I think where they can like peel it back, like the self awareness of the generational uh-huh. differences and the ability uh-huh. to like articulate it in such a way to be like. When you act this way, it's not about the religion. It's not about the, you know, the whatever, but like, you know, it like hurts your mom's feelings. Yeah. You know? And I'm like, oh, that's like, I mean, that's so real. I'm like, ah, mm-hmm. that's totally true. At the same time, I'm like, man, would, I would just be like really thrown off yeah. if one of if my, my, my mom like said something like that to me. That yeah. I was like, oh, shoot. You right. There. Right. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Yeah, I, and I get what Dev's dad is saying. Like, it, it, it hits home for me because, like, you know, I, I try to take after my parents, but there are things that I just, I wouldn't do mm-hmm. that they find uh, to be uh, normal and, like, necessary for, like, living. But um, I don't know. It kind of, like, makes me feel like just because... I do these things in front of them doesn't make me less authentic of a person. It just means I'm trying to honor them. It just means I'm trying to like respect their different, respect our differences and be yeah. like, you know, you probably know, like, I don't feel this way about this thing, <laughs> but I'm doing it because like, I appreciate you. Mm. And they probably would do the same thing, vice versa. I don't know. Yeah. But, no, they probably wouldn't do it. But I mean, like, I think as a child, I should be a little bit more, appreciative or respectful mm, that's true you, you know like as family you know what means the most i think mm-hmm. like whether to your kids to your parents and like to try to have that version of family i think that means a lot to to whoever mm-hmm. yeah yeah i thought it was funny though because you know um they run into was it denise at the barbecue fest uh, Dev oh, and oh. and his and his cousin, because you know they they yeah. they like fake um, what was a food poisoning to get out of their their prayer time. So, uh-huh. so they like they go way off in the other end. They skip prayer <laughs> to basically you know they to, to eat pork. So like, yeah. one end to the other, which uh, this was pretty Heathens. funny. Um, I I just like enjoyed that whole like montage of them just, just celebrating eating pork. I just thought it was really funny. <laughs> um, but then they like run into Denise and they're like having the whole conversation and how they're basically like hiding because they think mm-hmm. that they see his cousin's dad and they're like, oh crap, you know, hide behind the tree. And she's like, aren't, yeah. aren't y'all like grown men? And, and Aziz <laughs> or Dev is like, yeah, but we're also afraid of our parents. So I think that's also super real. Um, yeah. We're like, sometimes you just do the thing because you know it. What you just like afraid of your parents based on how you're raised, or it just mm-hmm. will result in the least amount of conflict, right? You know, um, versus right, right. maybe having that real conversation, being like, Hey, we're different, I think that's okay, you may or may not, but yeah, kind of keep the peace status quo kind of thing. Yeah, speaking of keeping the peace, I think, um, Denise kind of brings up the concept of being a nominal believer or being like a nominal religious person because like she says like you know i go to church like every <laughs> once in a while yeah you know it's it's like i think for someone who comes from a very religious background you'd be like oh that's not right mm. like oh that's so bad but like i think it's more common than people think and like also it's like is it really all that terrible i don't know mm. uh at least i think 
for someone who comes from a very religious background, it's like, oh, that's like blasphemy, though. Mm, true, true. So, yeah, man, I think you just got to, it's too hard to say, kind of case by case. Yeah, yeah. you got to see. But, yeah, especially for, you know, I guess people from us, like us coming from more heavy religious backgrounds, like sometimes that becomes your worldview. And, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's the, the world's different, right? Not yeah. everyone's experience is this way. Um, there are a lot of similarities. I think they kind of touch on that a little bit with the intro. You know, even though the people have different faiths, you know, kids still get forced to go to worship or whatever, you know, go to temple right. or something, go to the mosque. Um, yeah, it was interesting. Yeah. I thought uh, another kind of quick funny tidbit was that the very um, religious couple was like so young. And like they love the NBA, yeah. they're young, they're also very religious, they're foodies. I'm like, man, this couple is Muslim, but they could very well be evangelical Christians. Like, mm. I feel like a lot of Asian evangelicals I know are like that. Like, I mean, them both liking the NBA is a little bit rare, yeah. and like them both getting into it, yeah. But that is like a prototypical Asian evangelical male, mm. I think. Yeah, yeah, that, that's pretty funny. They like wear, they're like fans of different teams, and they're arguing. Yeah. I'm like, I don't really see couples do that, really. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and you know, of course, Dev's dad comes in with the funny quotes. Always, like, this is so funny. Like he's like trying to get in the conversation with the basketball. He's like, you know who's good at basketball? <laughs> Michael Jordan. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. He's so like a dad. Yeah, you know, it's on the nose. <laughs> oh, and I just, I like how they really also just lean into the fact that um, Dev's parents just like different foods. Mm. Um, and they're like, oh, they brought a, it up this episode. Yeah, too? they're like trying to choose a place to eat or something. And I think the family friends or whatever the relatives are like, oh, our friend told us about this like Thai place that we need to go eat at or something. And then mm-hmm. Dev's dad is like, ah, Thai food is too spicy. I, I don't like it. <laughs> and his mom is like, I oh, love yeah. Thai food. We can go there. And they end up going, <laughs> you know, because it's, it's the opposite from the Chinese place. Oh, or yeah. Maybe it's the same. I don't know. But like one of them likes it. One of them doesn't. Oh, yeah, yeah. And mom, mom in the, his mom in the Chinese restaurant was like, you don't like spicy food. Yeah. <laughs> so a little connection there. Yeah, it was just fun. And then they like just like keep. Um, they just keep hammering on it when they finally, they have that conflict totally unrelated to any of the food that they're eating when Dev mm-hmm. is like, you know, I'm, I, you know, I eat pork basically. He comes clean. And then his dad is like, you know, we could have gone to the seafood place. If we went there, none <laughs> yeah. of this would have happened. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so it was funny. He, he he brings that comic relief. He does. Yeah. When any other um, standout things for this episode before we move on to the next um no i think we kind of hashed it all out uh nothing else for me yeah cool cool well i guess move on to episode four uh talking about first date now Mm -hmm. quick little synopsis uh for dev he sucked into a popular dating app and he winds up on a string of awkward fun and disorienting dates with very different women Mm -hmm. yeah so in this episode we just kind of become that fly on the wall just kind of go along yeah. with dev through all these like a lot of dates i kind of lost track um part way through the episode i was like man yeah. how, how many women like is this? i don't even know um, right but we go with him through it and i, I thought it was a kind of 
interesting way to show it is kind of like beginning to end kind of mm-hmm. like restarting each step of the date with the new person right, right. So it's a little disorienting though as, as a viewer it was um but yeah what would you think about this episode um yeah i think uh it's a concept episode mm. you know it's like an episode just based upon one idea that like really fleshes it out um and you're right like he is kind of dating all these different girls kind of giving us this like feeling of like oh like not again like we're just on another date and like they're all different kinds of dates like there's like there's like kind of a friend date which he that girl's from the show uh or the the cartoon stuff mm-hmm. uh not cartoon what the heck the commercial. um advertisement yeah. commercial stuff yeah catfish date like real date <laughs> nerdy date like hookup date so um definitely very kind of unique and um well i think i won't say well directed episode this one was directed by eric warheim again mm-hmm. so like uh, arnold's back on the camera and um i thought the cuts were all very interesting and yeah. like kind of kept me on my toes but uh what'd you think man it's definitely a different viewing experience than we're used to. Mm-hmm. And that alone, I think, helps us stand out, just like being different and how the storytelling, uh, kind of the way they went about that. Yeah. Um, but like I said, it, it was it was kind of disorienting, you know. It just kind of like kept going back, like, you know, Dev is walking down the street after they eat dinner, and then he like is continually walking down the street with the different women, showing the different experiences. Mm-hmm. And it just became hard to keep track of all the things that are happening. And like, maybe you're not supposed to. Maybe, like, that is the real experience, too, of, like, Dev, mm-hmm. like, just going on all these dates all the time. Maybe he just gets all mixed up like that for him, too. I don't know if they think about it on that level or not, where it's just like, ah, I keep doing the same thing over and over again, go to the same restaurant. Um, he's wearing the same suit, like, all the time. Oh, yeah. It's like the same, like his dates are planned the same way all the time. Oh, true. And his opening line, too. Yeah. (laughs) So, yeah, opening line, suit, place, and like um, even the after, like the part two where they go get a drink or whatever, it's just kind of all the same every time. Um, Oh, yeah, true. Yeah, yeah. So, it's it's definitely Mm. a unique and interesting way to tell the story. I don't know if I enjoyed it as much because mm. it's disorienting and like hard to keep up with but like i said may- maybe that's the point you know yeah like uh, i i i'm thinking the word inconsequential comes to mind mm-hmm. too like it's like if you're delivering a message like we get it and we understand the concept but it's like was this really necessary as yeah. part of the story it seemed like kind of an opportunity for um, the show runners to kind of like do something interesting and fun um, while not really, you know, uh, doing a whole lot for Dev's arc. Mm. Though, you know, we know later on he bumps back into Francesca um, and maybe this is kind of like a like a teaser into his life of like how hard it is to find love uh, for him. But, you know, also us, you know, I think in general dating in the millennial age is just frustrating Mm -hmm. yeah i think this is also another shout out to just the intro sequence of this episode it shows like basically all these women on the dating app like they're using the app to like 
choose they, they all eventually land on dev and i i like how they just showed like some of them were like nope you know and then yeah click the trash can um <laughs> but some of them said yeah and then yeah, some of them were like their friends like just kind of did it for them without their permission yeah. like you know i thought it was clever uh, i think one of the women was like going to the bathroom like, yeah this is very real like this is dating in the modern age basically yes like and then you know they're at the bar like oh what do you think about this guy you know kind of thing yeah. so i thought that's a well shot and well done kind of sequence as well yeah um but uh, yeah i mean no, yeah, go ahead oh i was gonna say like i think kind of what dev is searching for is like what all of us millennials are searching for but like these apps and like this style of dating, mm-hmm. you know, just like how Dev ends up in the end, like it doesn't actually lead to anything like mm-hmm. really deep and fruitful. Cause like it's like a, it's like going to the gym, you know, it's like you go, you do it, and then like you get out, like move on to the next day kind of thing. Um, yeah, I don't know. I, I, I think that's where the episode becomes kind of confusing for me. It's like, like even the envy in the end was I I was just kind of like what's the point like yep. it's like you're you're offering this like snippet into millennial life but you're not really like showing like an alternative mm. or like you know offering like I don't want to say hope I don't think hope is the right word but like offering like a I don't know like a like this could happen to you it doesn't have to be this way kind of thing mm. yeah yeah definitely felt like they they're they're showing something but they don't tell like they they're not really explicit in what it is like maybe they're not trying to say anything but yeah um if they were then i don't think they like were really that successful in it but i i don't know this cuz i think the ending scene is dev goes home kind of like disappointed or whatever after the date and then he just mm-hmm. gets right back on the app you know? right and like it just kind of shows like the cycle of maybe like futility maybe yeah like at the end like even in the midst of the episode i was like man are are all these dates worth it like is using mm. this app worth it if right it's just all these weird experiences like some of them were like positive but i don't know if they were really meaningful i don't know if he had like a great date with anybody mm-hmm. like, there were some that were good like parts and some were just like not good at all and yeah. as a whole, they're just like okay. And so I'm like, man, he's so much effort, time, money. Like that's kind of my my kind of takeaway. Just like, oh, mm-hmm. is this is this worth? Yeah, yeah. And like, what is Dev getting trying to get out of it? Like, mm-hmm. is he actually trying to meet someone and like get to know them and like find love, or is he just just trying to hook up? Because mm-hmm. like, I think he doesn't. You know, once again, like he doesn't know what he wants. Because like yeah. he goes with that girl and like they actually you know hook up and then later on like you're like oh so is dev gonna like like be serious about this girl but then he sees like one thing and he's like oh wait like you're racist <laughs> like you know I don't, I don't want anything to do with you and she's like doesn't that make you a little hypocritical like dating a racist girl like we just you know and he's like yeah it doesn't reflect well on my principles <laughs> but it's like i don't know it just Dev, like, he's just, I, I don't understand him sometimes. Mm, like, what, what you doing, bro? Yeah. <laughs> um, about that. But this uh, episode felt, like, very observational. Like, mm-hmm. it's just, like, 
it's just like giving you this picture of this thing, like this life situation, like this slice of life and like just leaving it at that, you know, just like there's nothing else you can really abstract from it. Mm -hmm. I agree. This is really, you know, we bring it up again all the time. It's like the mundane aspects of Deb's life is kind of showing it. And I'm like, this is kind of it. Like, Mm-hmm. to the extreme almost and that like they're not really trying to say anything with it it's just like literally just is yeah right yeah were there any uh funny bits you liked from this episode <laughs> yeah i thought i thought he had some good chemistry with that lawyer uh woman who was also indian oh and, and yeah like yeah. they they talked about like um indian clicks i guess or like uh-huh. just like I don't know, like oh, are you the type of Indian person that only dates Indian people? You know, like that was kind of funny. Um, I find that's yeah. like a conversation I you know I've had with people. It's just like all oh, the Chinese people that just hang out with Chinese people, you know, Asian people or whatever, <laughs> you know, kind of thing. Um, yeah, yeah. So it's interesting to see. Uh, although that that was maybe arguably the best date that he had. I don't know, but it's still like, but then that, super great. But yeah, then that white dude came in the end. Who like, Oh yeah. Was, was that a her? Photographer. I, I, I like totally forgot. I'm pretty sure that was her. And then the, the white dude. Yeah. She yeah. was, he was there. And, um, cause her name was very unique. I can't remember Ooh. what he said. Yeah. But yeah, that was like a really weird blip, and then they got in the taxi, <laughs> and they were kind of like making out a little bit. Yeah. But man, I would like, I think actually, um, like that would be like an ultimate like buzzkill for me. Yeah. Like if that happened, I'd be like, all right, peace. Yeah. I'm gonna go get some ice cream. See ya. <laughs> uh, and that happened like, I think in all of Dev's date, there were, all of Dev's dates, there was just like this, at least one distinctive buzzkill moment. Mm-hmm. Like with that one, it was the photographer guy coming. Like with the the girl, it was like the minute she talked, that's when it happened. Like it was like <laughs> WrestleMania, and he was like, "Oh God, yes." And and like the the girl who was like booping her nose and saying, yeah. "I gotta go," and he's like, "Is she gonna pee or do cocaine?" Oh no, that's so funny. <laughs> uh-huh. Like those are all moments where I'm like, okay, I'm gonna start planning my exit. Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah, that's why I'm like, man, is this even worth it, you know, kind of thing, mm-hmm. or is this what dating is now, like, are there other ways to go about it, I don't know, but. Yeah, I guess, in, like, I've I've had a lot of personal experience with this, but it's like, you also feel like you don't want to lose on something, too, mm. so it's like, is it worth it, but also, like, if I don't try, I'm gonna lose out, because, mm. like. You know, the whole thing before you actually go on a date, it's a fishing expedition, you know, especially for a guy. It's like, Dev is really true. It's like really true. Like, you know, Dev's on the ball when he's like, or Aziz is like, when I, when I use that unique line, it's like, I need to do that. Yeah. Because if I don't, like, I mean, girls really do get flooded with like all these. And as an Asian guy, like we happy if we get a sprinkling. Mm -hmm. But, um. But it's really real, though. It's like you, you kind of feel like on one hand, it's like, is this worth it? On the other hand, you're like, it's like, I can't miss out on an opportunity. Like, I got to mm-hmm. I gotta try. I got to swing. And, you know, I got to swing for the fences. That's true, I guess. But I, just, I just get the sense, like, Dev, he's, like, like you said before, not really knowing what he wants. And then also, 
he just kind of goes with whatever happens, you know? Like, mm-hmm. he, on that date with that, what was like, the ramen blogger, I for, forgot yeah. her name. They're, like, her ramen pen name. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah. You know, it turns out, like, she has a boyfriend or something, which was, like, <laughs> terrible. It's like, right, what right. the? It's, like, super buzzkill. And then, like, right. nail in the coffin, like, oh, yeah, I met Rob on the app. Yeah. He's like, ah. <laughs> uh, But then she's like, oh, do you want to hang out next week? And he's like, sure. And I'm like, sure, well, yeah. why Why you say yes to that? Um, <laughs> so I'm like, yeah, again, he's like, Dad, what you doing? Yeah, what you doing, man? Like, what, what's the point of all of this? But... <laughs> You know, maybe it's just to hang out. Maybe to meet people. I don't know. I don't know. Dev the pushover. Yep. You know, any other thoughts on this episode? First dates, which is many, many first dates. <laughs> right. Um, Overwatch reference. You know? Oh, yeah. I, I heard that. I was like, oh, man, I played that game for, for a minute. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, but... No, I mean, uh, it was interesting, but felt a little inconsequential in the end. Yeah, yeah. It was interesting. I, I feel like I get that vibe maybe from both these episodes in some ways. I mean, more so for this oh, one for shoot. sure. But now that we're like actually talking, you know, I'm like, ah, I think there's less to talk about <laughs> about these episodes <laughs> than I thought. Um, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I know. I know what you mean. Yeah, so you know, yeah, maybe we'll things will change up uh, as the season progresses. But you know, mm-hmm. we'll uh, kind of put put a pin in it and and see also our thoughts so far on the season. You know, last yeah. week and you know we try to update every week kind of what our, our our favorite episode is so far in the season. Um, and yeah, maybe we start. Do do we start first by asking which one of the two we like most? Is that a thing? <laughs> um, I don't know. There's like really no structure to this. I mean, uh, I liked I liked uh, religion more. Yeah. What about you? I I would agree. I enjoyed the experience of watching it more um, mm-hmm. than first date. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite episode so far? Man, that's. It's hard to say. Um, I think I said episode two last week when we only mm-hmm. had two options. Um, I think b- maybe before this conversation, I was going to say religion. Oh, um, shoot. But now I was like, oh, maybe it didn't have as much substance as I thought. Hmm. But at the same time, I just enjoyed watching it. I thought it was funny and like yeah. a pretty just good episode in that sense. Um, so yeah, I think I, I think I'll still go with episode three, religion. I think out of okay. the four so far, I will I will pick that one. Made me laugh is a is just a a fun thing to watch. I don't know, yeah, a ton of substance perhaps, but I I, I liked watching it. Yeah. yeah. What What about you? What's your top so far for the season? You know, I was actually gonna go with religion, ah, mm. uh, but I I just. I think the first episode, The Thief, you just can't top the style in that episode. True. Um, I know the substance wasn't there. I mean, I would say religion has a little bit more to say than Mm -hmm. The Thief, but I just just really loved how they did that first episode. Yeah. Like, really brought me in, really unique, Um, you know, and um, it just felt a little bit less... Well, okay, now I'm bringing in, like... 
first date in this, but it felt a little more focused mm. on the thief. But anyways, I'll leave it at that. My vote is still for the thief for this season. Nice, nice. Well, um, we're going to end our pod with our usual segment, What's Making You Happy This Week. So, Dill, what is making you happy this week? Yeah, I I was I was told myself I was going to say this at the beginning of the episode, but I totally forgot. But uh, <laughs> this is actually episode 50 for us on the Pour Over podcast here. Oh, wow. Uh, so this feels like, you know, some type of milestone moment for us. Yeah, So, dude. yeah, just the fact that this is at least the 50th time that we've got on and talked about some type of show, wow. talked about coffee, you know, so... It's been it's been over a year, you know. We passed the year mark uh, a couple of months yeah. ago, I think. But yeah, now that we hit fifty episodes, I think that's that's pretty special, you know. If people have been mm-hmm. listening for however long, I appreciate that, you know. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, thank you, and yeah, it's it's fun. It's it's cool to just like kind of do this thing, see it through, and just continue to do it. So yeah, yeah this this podcast, man, everything about it. Hmm. It's amazing, dude. Like, I think in a, in a weird way, this podcast kind of grounds me a little bit. Mm. Like on Sunday nights, uh, it's just good to kind of, you know, get back together, just me and you, and yep. hash out something, uh, you know, we both engaged in, you know. Um, so, yeah, man, appreciate you. Appreciate everyone who's listening as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I'll just leave it at that. I think that is probably what's making me happy, you know, just thinking about that, too. Mm-hmm. And, um we're going to have to think about how we might commemorate oh, the words are not working tonight. Commemorate this uh, occasion. Uh, we might have to hit up our boy Daniel Liu yeah. and maybe come up with some some merch. Hey. But um, yeah, so we'll, we'll talk about that. Uh, in, 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 in any case, we will catch y'all next week when we talk about episodes... Uh, five and six. Yeah. So here goes the outro. This was the Pour Over Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at pourover underscore show to stay up to date with the Pour Over Gang. Our artwork is by Daniel Liu. Find him on Instagram at Here Comes Daniel. Music is by Joshua Yin. You can listen to his other tracks on soundcloud.com slash kidmajestic. One word. Thanks for joining us and take care. Yay. Shout out to Kanye. New record. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Jesus is king. Pretty good record, though. (laughs) Yeah.